It's episode 14. If every episode we'd done, Phil, was a day, we'd have a fortnight's worth. A fortnight's worth of absolute bloody good pods. That's right. A fortnight's worth of pods, please, my lord. That's <laughs> Not kind of... till you've tilled the sound farm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I wasn't around then. <laughs> Hi, listeners. Hi, pod buds. Hope you've had a good week. Uh... Did you enjoy the uh, European elections, Phil? I, I love them, yeah. I, <laughs> I, uh, I was amazed that um, turnout was as high as it, as, as it was, even though it was still obviously crushingly low, given how... Oh, yeah. Well, in- it, was only, it was only recently pointed out to me that the n- total number of people who voted for the Brexit Party, who have made surely like the most ast- astonishing victory in European election history... Yeah. Must be the largest majority... Um, the total number of people who voted for them is still less than the number of people who signed the online petition to revoke Article 50. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's one of those elections where the only people who bother to vote are absolute maniacs one way or the other. But this one around is different, right? This one is like, is like Ref 2. Well, this time it's different because normally it's only the anti-EU maniacs who want to vote because they hate it so much. Yeah. Uh, whereas now... And, and, and the people who are pro-EU are lazy because they go, I'm so pro-EU, I don't care if I engage properly with this democratic process. And now, like you say, it's being treated as a kind of substitute ref- referendum. Mm. And it's put the wind up everyone. Everyone's got wind up themselves. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Tories worst result for 200 years. Yep. Labour decimated. You, uh, it was an absolute gift <laughs> to... Um, any hater of the main two parties, yes, which yeah. is both of us, I guess. We we te- we text each other about, we text each other about election results, like how I imagine other men text each other about football. I think so, or how uh, how a certain type of person texts their friend about um, K-pop. <laughs> <laughs> do K-pop results come in live? Uh, they must do. They probably live stream their haircuts or something. Yeah, or like uh, uh, they live stream being being strapped into. I mean, I'm I'm basing this off the few images of K-pop I have seen, being strapped into kind of Edward Scissorhands kind of outfits. Yeah. Sometimes, like really like cyberpunk looking stuff. Sometimes it's very Johnny Depp. A lot of their looks. Yeah, it is young, Johnny Depp. Young anemic Johnny Depp. Yeah, they're very pale boys. Very pale boys. Classic Asian problem of wanting to be white all the time. We've got. You must have got in South Africa um, skin whitening products. Yeah, it is. It is a thing in 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 Africa, but I think it's. It might be less of a thing in South Africa. I'm not sure. I know it's a thing in West Africa, mm. but maybe in South Africa, it's like no, we know white people. They're over there. Yeah, I guess there's, so. There's fucking loads of them around, and we're not. We're not. We're not trying to be them. Yeah, we wouldn't want to try to. Be we, there. we spent ages doing the opposite of that. Yeah, yeah. I so guess maybe so. maybe it's a bit stronger the whole the whole black is beautiful movement in in South Africa. I don't know. But then suspiciously, it's huge in India. So oh yeah, the skin whitening stuff. In who India. aren't exactly unfamiliar with white people either. Yeah, but or maybe <clears throat> modern. I guess modern Indians probably aren't less so. Yeah, it's been a while, I guess. Yeah. And they were never like quarter of the population, ten percent of the population. It's big in Malaysia, but that's because Chinese people are obsessed with being light skinned. Yeah, it seems to be a real, like, uh, I, I never worked in the fields thing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you're not a peasant because you're... How long will it take, how long will it take Malaysia and India and everywhere else to reach the Western thing where it's like, actually, the more time you can spend in the sun, the richer you are? Uh, mm, never. Well, I guess, yeah, because sun isn't a commodity, is it? 
No, and it's not rare. Unless climate change goes a whole new direction. If anything, the sun will be less popular on the equator. Yeah. God, imagine a snowy Malaysia. Ugh, doesn't bear thinking about. <laughs> Those <laughs> are frozen <laughs> spiders. <Ugh>. God. <laughs> Just garbage in the snow. What? <laughs> Drains frozen over. <laughs> Christ. Loads and loads of mopeds getting stuck in the ice. Yeah. 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 Oh, like mopeds with like chains on the wheels. Oh my god. This is like pretty cool. Mad Max. Yeah. Just <laughs> weaving in and out like of traffic. Hell Rider. What's the guy with the. Nicolas Cage played him. The guy Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. But he's not a ghost, he's a skeleton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's an on fire skeleton. <laughs> That's not what ghosts look like. This is how the re- listeners find out that Pierre pronounces skeleton skeleton. <laughs> he always pronounces skeleton skeleton. This Skellington. is the first time it's come up somehow. Yeah. I've always just said bone man to try and avoid it. <laughs> when he gets an x-ray, Pierre goes, oh, so that's my, how's my skeleton doing? <laughs> is my skeleton good? Have I got one of the good skeletons? I don't think I've ever had an x-ray, like a proper one. I've had like teeth ones. I had a chest x-ray because uh, I thought I cracked a rib. But I hadn't, but... You'd broken your heart. I'd broken my heart. <laughs> um, but I had uh, mild scoliosis. You what now? I've got a very slight wobbly spine. Mild scoliosis? Yeah. Um, he's a jazz trumpeter from the 50s, <laughs> isn't he? I was about to say. <laughs> um, mild scoliosis. He, he's, referenced, uh, he, that's, he's referenced by Louis Armstrong in that, uh, that interview. <laughs> and here comes Miles! He... he... <laughs> He, he, yeah, he, they talk about him in the, when he's improvising. Yeah, yes. Old Mile laid the tracks. Now it's coming back. That, the, that's the old-fashioned shout-outs. They had, they were, I'm, I'm a, I used to listen to only that kind of music when I was a teenager. Yeah. And, like, you know how rappers now will reference other rappers in their songs? Yeah, People yeah. think that's a new thing. Yeah. People were, like, Ella Fitzgerald was, like, referencing Frank Sinatra and... It's it's uh, always just been going on forever, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I. It's keep... like sampling, basically. You took little bits out of each other's songs and threw them about. Yeah, you can hear like a jazz recording from you know, nineteen ten, and there's a bit where they suddenly just go into Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, just to freak everybody out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they lose their minds. Yeah, yeah, everyone's like, Whoa, that's a different song. I've, the more I learn about the history of music, which is in little bursts because I'm not very good at it, but. Um, is the, the more I learn that everything is just the same. It's, it's always been the case. Yeah. I ha- I once had an argument with someone who was going on about how all music now was bad. It was an old guy. Yeah. Like, all music's bad and it's good when I was around. Yeah. Except he was around during like punk and stuff. So Which he was is like, shit. Well, Which this is, is the, the worst music that's ever been made. <laughs> well, even if that weren't true or were true, the point is that I kept saying to him, does it not strike you as a coincidence that the best music in history was out when you were in your twenties. Don't 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 you think that seems odd? And he was like, no. And I was like, okay, <laughs> but don't you remember when people the age you are now said that about the music in the eighties or seventies or whatever when you were young? And he said, yeah, I do remember that. And I go, well, what does that tell you? And he was like, no, but I'm right. This sounds like the thickest man I've ever he, heard of. I think his head was just bone. <laughs> He's a literal bonehead. His, he was a bonehead. His skeleton was <laughs> solid all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> he had a solid skeleton. Oh, Doctor, I think I've got a solid skeleton. Uh, I think my skeleton is just a skeleton all the way through. It's just solid all the way through. There's no gaps in it for the organs. <laughs> what do I do? I guess you. St- what would you do in that song? Extreme sports, I guess. Boxing. Um, MMA. Maybe you do the. Maybe you do the skeleton. 
<laughs> that was um, would it, would that it, was mild scoliosis's dance that he invented. <laughs> Do the skeleton. Would it make you lighter or heavier being all bone? Must bone is, make you heavier. Must make you lighter because your bone are, itself is not very heavy. Is it's it? full of marrow and the blood. The marrow is heavy. It does need marrow and blood. But I'm it. thinking like the marrow space is sta- in this in this um or is it all the way through solid skeleton situation we've conjured up. I imagine the marrow stayed the same, but the rest is just the white bone. And you're still alive. And you're still alive for some reason. Somehow. Somehow. <laughs> Somehow you're still alive. Okay, so that's... Mm, I guess, yeah, bone with all the calcium and, and, and minerals and stuff. Um, it's, like it's porous, isn't it light? Because like it's liquid that's heavy. But it's porous because there's stuff we're in he- it, right? Or... We're heavy because we're 70% water, isn't it? Yeah, maybe that's true. Look, we're getting away from the topic at hand here. The Euro elections were good. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how this started somehow. Um... <laughs> Yes, I like them a lot, and I like uh, I love democracy, and I love going to the polling station. And do you love democracy? I'm, I'm falling out of love with democracy. I I love I love um, I love the idea of people. I you know what I like seeing it in action. Yeah, I like that. I don't like. I feel really bad if I go to a polling station and I'm on my own. I don't see anyone else. Yeah. Then it almost feels like I'm the only voter, and I sort of go, "That's not good." I mean, I'll win, but. That's not good for the rest of the country. My polling station, every time I go, it's um, it's me. Yeah. And then everyone else is twice my age and is boring the volunteers with the stuff they... <laughs> like, they're too... In, you know, they're too it's into all it. they're in, It's all they care about. It's all they talk about and think about. And then there's me. They're like old people who, who are at a concert for, for a, like an old band. Yeah. Like, then, I remember voting back in 1970. But then again, you and I would see those people because it's us and pensioners who, are, who have the time at... Three in the afternoon or ten a.m. to go yeah. to the polling station. We so. we vote at, at pension o'clock. <laughs> yeah. That's definitely the case. Yeah. I, I saw a load of builders come to vote, which is nice. Or like in a pack, what, a, big, a big gang. What's in? What's the collective noun for a build? A whistle? A whistle of builders? <laughs> a whistle of builders is good. Uh, a, a harassment. A harassment. A harassment of a harassment of builders. A, a stereotype of builders. A white band of builders. Yeah. A vest of builders, something like that. Okay, it was nice. A cat call. I think it's a cat call of builders. A cat killer, yeah, yeah. A cat call of builders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, I was. Well, like in a like in an uplifting uh, m- movie about um, uh, some rural part of England during a difficult time in the eighties. Yes, 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 yes. That yes. kind of they're striding boldly just, down the road, like the cavalry, just yeah. where everything seems lost. Yeah. The, the macho men have been uh, convinced to help out with the uh, local crocheting team. Or no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One group is, and the other group is the opposite of, but they're going to have to work together in the British class system to help. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and it's niche because Britain doesn't get to make as many films as America, but it's our version of Save the Community Centre from the rich, yeah. evil rich kid's dad. Yeah. It's always like some abstract British government force is coming to take whatever away. And the working class uh, Yorkshire gruff people have to team up with the, you know, avocado flavoured fucking people who are mincing around in a camp way but aren't gay. Because blah, blah, blah. no matter how different people seem, they're all actually decent. And Maggie Smith will say something cunty, but everyone laughs about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or there'll be, the humour will be that kind of, like, absolute dog shit, like, doctor's waiting room humour. 
<laughs> of just of just like well we, we, we better show them what for or whatever and it's from a character who's like really weirdly in a, in a wheelchair like an old an ancient lady and everyone goes ha 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 it wasn't funny was it <laughs> you're laughing just because oh Nana yeah. Nana said something which is a type of comedy you and I both hate absolutely Nana, Nana said old Nana said com old Nana said com is the worst com in my opinion <laughs> <laughs> god's sake <laughs> What's going on? Why are we out here? Sorry, man. We're going to have to shut the the club down. You know, there's a... There's what? A, why? It's only 10pm. There's a swarm of bees in there. You know, just look through the glass there. A swarm of bees? But... Oh. Oh, my. Are those the bees? They're beautiful. Ooh. I did the Hey on Why uh, festival, philosophy festival. The how how the light gets in. How the light gets in. Which, which for all of you squares out there who've heard of the Hey Literary Festival, this is the Rebel Festival from just down the lane. Yeah, put on philosophy. by a bunch of philosophers in leather jackets who are smoking. Yeah, playing dice in in the alleyway, even though Officer Kaprinsky keeps telling us not to. <laughs> or does he? I'm a philosopher. I was in the uh, I was in the arena. Whoa! I was in the arena tent. Yeah, I had to fight everyone. <laughs> uh, I was in the arena. Thank you if you came. Oh, and this is where uh, someone walked past me and quietly whispered, "Keep Jack in it," and then disappeared into the darkness <laughs> before I could see who it was. They melded into the crowd like Assassin's Creed. <laughs> yeah, just pulled up a hood and just walked out into a sea of philosophers. Oh, if if I mean if if listeners could. Could keep up the the habit of now whispering the instructions of assaulting me in the street. You yeah, mean? I'm saying keep jacking it to Phil. Of hijacking it, keep jacking, Hi- <laughs> hijacking, not, keep jacking, not hijacking, keep jacking me. <laughs> um, oh no. What did the What did they look like? I have no idea. Wow, uh, this was a real assassin attack. Well, well, because I didn't really hear it the first time. The person, the person I was walking with. Our friend Alex Keeley, <laughs> really? who, yeah. who books the comedy at the festival, and is a comedian said, did you hear, did, said, did you hear that? Did you hear that guy said keep Jack in it? I was like, what? Ah! <laughs> um, but God, was, that's funny. I was in that tent after, um, and here's here's the, quite the warm up act. Liz Truss. Oh my God. Liz Truss was in the, was the show before me. What? Liz Truss. Um, Trying Brit- out some of her blue. Britain, her, her blue cheese. <laughs> Liz Truss might be familiar to you for um, being very very angry that Britain only produces. Forty percent of its own cheese, or import, yeah, or like imports eighty um, percent of its cheese. Dear listener, if you have not seen this clip, it is pretty s- special. It's Liz Truss, the cheese idiot, <laughs> making a baffling speech, but like speaking, she talks like a like a baby in that she, speech. She talks like a, a child. Her, her eyes are like a baby who has seen like. A particular color of light for the first time, and she she's both confused, animated, and angry. But she she sort of almost stumbles Just over her both. words. Yeah, like like it's she almost sort of says things like it's is it's is absolutely ridiculous that we do do do, and well, she's she, speaking like a little baby. She but definitely she's went angry. off piece. I I I met someone. She's screaming about cheese. Please look it up and watch it because it is very funny and also you makes you want to poo. Horrible, horrible, it is horrible, scary horrible to watch. and hilarious. I I met someone who worked um, for the Tories on their campaigns, 
And she said no one had any idea Liz Truss was going to do that. <laughs> they were like, what is she doing? So she's she's on stage going, this thing about the cheese. And then people are just vomiting in buckets backstage for stress. Campaign managers go, oh no. Just... And what she said was, um, we import like 80% of our cheese. And she takes this beat and goes, that is a dis." Grace! She gets angry about it, then you've seen anyone get angry about anything. But it's like bad fake anger. It's Right, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. horrible. Like, it's like her face realizes she's angry too late. Yes, yeah, so she's still like smiling in a really creepy, like baby booby way. Um <laughs> It's It's like a robot. It's like a robot has just learned the emotion of anger. Yeah, which she, and it's that kind of Yeah, like 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 the way you'd fake being angry to a little child. Despite it not like when it's like it's like you're not really being angry. It's not actually kind of... important, but you just figure the kid needs to learn. To, yeah, you know. So, and that is a, a disgrace. It is so. Ooh, weird. that really hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That cheese import statistic really hurt. Actually, <laughs> none of the cheese that could have gone in my eye is British enough. Yeah, she's just a lunatic, and and people thought she was going to run for Tory leader, and then she was relatively quickly had to be like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. Like, there was a... She made an ambiguous statement and basically the whole world kind of went, the cheese idiot! <laughs> and she went, no, I've decided to just wait, actually. she So she did, like, a talk, a, a very boring talk on the stage to a, a tent full of people and I dropped in to watch a bit. Yeah. Because I was just like, how is this going to work? <laughs> and uh, she said very, very boring things and she opened it up for questions, which is obviously what everyone's there for. Mm-hmm. Um, hands started going up. And uh, what I, I simultaneously disliked and really respected about her was she's quite rude to people. Yeah. If, she, if, if they're annoying, asking questions, she'll, she'll be rude to them. Right. Which I always think is what politicians should do more of on question time. Yes. Because uh, there are some fucking idiots out there who yeah. need to be told to shut up. Yeah. And uh, that they're wasting everyone's time. Yeah. And, like, there was... She got a couple of um, questions from a couple of guys near the front. And they were pretty, uh, pretty neutral, just asking, like, about technical details. And she was like, yeah, I'll... She, she was taking a question in a group of three and then answering them later. And then the third was this lady at the back who stood up <laughs> holding a notepad. Oh, my and God. And everyone's like, oh, fuck, she's been running these What down. a scoop! <laughs> yeah. And she's going, well, first of all, and everyone's like, oh, for God's sake. And she starts, um, <laughs> you know, she starts saying, um, I, I take, I take, and the things she was saying were not completely invalid. You know, I take issue what you've said about uh, the gig economy and uh, young people's work ethic. The young people I know are actually very hardworking. Blah, blah, blah. So there. And secondly, and like you think, okay, yeah, that's a fair enough point. It's one that we're aware of. And also, this is a question session. So ask a question. None of these are questions. And she made on a couple more sort of sassy points. And she yeah. got a couple of claps. And uh, and then she sat down with a que- with a, like a loaded question that was effectively like, so when are you going to stop being a twat? Yeah. Whatever it was. <laughs> and she sat down, and then Liz Truss answered the first couple of questions, and when she got to her, said, um, well, um, as we all heard your speech, your little speech there, she basically said your little speech there. <laughs> uh, and she said, it's quite rich, actually, what you've said um, about uh, employment uh, um, statistics, as under the, our government, um, employment's actually risen. Blah, blah, blah. And then the woman starts going, it's about the quality of employment. And Liz goes, no, I've heard what you've had to say. And that kind of thing, I was like, 
ooh, that's rude and unpleasant. And on one level, I do like you less now, Liz Truss. But yeah. also, I kind of admire that. Do tell people to shut up. What, 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 the ideal scenario is someone who has the uh, ability to tell the public when to shut up, but also to be correct <laughs> and not thick. Yeah. And it's a shame that the people who are the most confident in telling people to shut up and listen to them are often very thick. Mm. Yeah, because like, you know, someone like Ed Miliband will be very polite to anyone who says anything. He's way too polite. And he's quite smart. He kind of knows what he's talking about. Whereas yeah, he is, yeah. someone like Jeremy Corbyn, who is just thick to his bones, <laughs> will get sassy with anyone yeah. who, who asks him a question that is not easy. Furious. It's Real absolutely fu- furious. Like, yeah. how dare you ask me a difficult question? Um, uh, uh, fellow comedian and friend of the pod in general, Matt Ford... Mm. Uh, is very good on Twitter for pointing out when he's getting absolutely seething when an often female journalist asks him a question that isn't why are you so brilliant (laughs) (laughs) what is it that's so good about sharing or whatever the hell (laughs) yeah any anyone yeah there seems to be a real mismatch in in response to the uh, Labour being decimated in the EU um, elections Corbyn said "Mm, yes this is all very surprising and we'll have to um, let's take a seat, sit back, and uh, reconsider Labour's position uh, at the party, like the, at the party conference, a party meeting in September, <laughs> a month before we have to leave the European Union. Oh, like, oh brilliant, good. nice yeah. one, man! Yeah, well, oh, you, really, really, really taking on a lead, leading role there. You can't interrupt uh, Holly Bobs <laughs> <laughs> to save September. to save the country. But like, even even like John McDonnell and Diane Abbott are tweeting about how we need a second referendum now. So even his, like, personal cabal is like, I mean, come on. Yeah, We've, I mean... We were literally cut in half. Fucking, what's the, what's, the, what's the lady? The kind of scary... Sometimes scary, sometimes nice. I'm not really sure what I think about her lady. Who's up high up in the Tories there. And not Tories, high up in Labour there. Emily Thornbury. Emily Thornbury. We're, we're, we are in her constituency right now, listeners. Is it? Yeah, this is Thornbury territory, boy. Ah. This is, this is Thornberia. Thornberia. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's basically come out and said... Uh, that we need a second referendum. Yeah. Do you see uh, Alistair Campbell on the BBC on the live coverage? Yeah. I, I I listened to him on the Today program, and he said, "I'm not voting Labour for the first time ever." And I think it was John Humphreys said, uh, "Who are you voting for then?" And Alistair Campbell said, "Look, it's, look, it's not important. I don't think it's important to tell you." And then uh, as the results were coming in live on the line, the BBC, he said, "I voted Lib Dem." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just came out and said, "No, they've just kicked him out." What? Of Labour? Yeah. Really? Yeah, because you know how all those guys who got caught denying the Holocaust are still having their cases reviewed after nine months? Yeah. Well, they can move quickly when they want to, Phil. <laughs> Has he been ejected from the Labour Party? Got the email this morning, apparently. Fuck, really? Yeah, yeah, oh, I yeah. didn't see that. Old Ali Cams is no longer in the labs. Fuck it yeah. hell. He should have stuck to, you know, if he, if he hadn't said something about voting Lib Dem and instead had tweeted about <laughs> the Rothschild Zionist banking conspiracy, he'd still be a member. It's a, it's a real shame. <laughs> Why didn't he just say the Jews told me to vote Lib Dem? <laughs> <laughs> then, then, then they would know what to do. Sorry, I'm so nervous. I've, uh, it's just that I've never been on a date with a swarm of bees before. More wine.
Yeah, it's all it's all kicking off here in the UK, listeners. Um, I know a lot of you are in the US. Where yeah, poli- sorry so about this. It's a bit of a well, where politics makes sense in the US, where it's essentially a 1980s action film at this point. Yes, I we in the UK really <laughs> really envy your simple American politics, where it actually is bad guys versus sane people. Yeah, yeah, where essentially the choice is between. Hillary Clinton, who in the UK would probably be a conservative. Oh, yeah. Which would be like a moderate to left-wing Tory. Or yeah. actual, like, Labour-style, whatever, Bernie I mean, Sanders. She's basically, like an, she's basically like an Amber Rudd, basically. Like yeah, pretty much. Hillary Clinton. Um, and there's a choice between every... This, okay, this is it. The choice in America is between the Democrats who represent our entire political spectrum right to left. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and some demons. <laughs> <laughs> and like, like guys who look like a drawing of how you would do a cartoon of like the the evilest Illuminati members, like yeah. like white hair and little thick glasses and suits, and they all look the same, and they all say things like, uh, "Well, uh, as a member of the committee for uh, making everyone uh, have their rapists' baby, I think it's important." To, like they're the most amazingly evil people. Well, they're, they're like if. It's like if Tommy Robinson became a career politician. A lot. Some of them are to the right of him, and they're just like, well, as a moderate member of the Senate, you go, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. Utterly insane. It's so weird to have people in, uh, like, the Senate or in Congress who, like, literally believe in demons. Mm. They're like medieval villains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a house full of fucking Draculas. <laughs> <laughs> Um, House of Draculas is my sitcom. Oh, House of Draculas, it sounds great. I, I, that's just, I guess that's just what we do in the show. Yeah, that is isn't what it? we do in the show. House of Draculas. Renamed, <laughs> renamed what we do in that's the show. That's a Chinese remake. <laughs> House of Draculas. But yeah, so everything, everything, listener, is kicking off in politics. But also, nothing's happening. Well, that, I was just thinking this today. Of the last three years in the UK, everything changes every day, yet nothing has happened. Do you know my, do you know my, uh, my line about that from my It's like a show. treadmill. It's like being on a treadmill. I feel exhausted, but I've not gone anywhere. That's good. That's Thank good. You. Thanks. Mine, mine was uh, absolutely everything has happened, but also nothing's happened. It's like if every night for three years, burglars broke into your house, but they never took anything. <laughs> you just have a mental breakdown. Just, like, just kill me. Just kill me in my sleep, please. Take a TV, something. Just make a decision. Just stop breaking into my house. Cut off my left arm or cut off my right arm. Just pick, just do something. Yeah. <laughs> stop loitering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is like if a bunch of burglars broke into your house and just went... Ooh. Just wave their hands at you. Yeah, or they, or yeah or they just went... Uh, yeah, like, like keep faking, taking stuff. Like, uh, uh. <laughs> oh, and they're just like, oh, made you look... And then the police come and they go, I'm not sure if we can do anything, uh, but we'll just stand here for a bit. Yeah, the, the police came and looked and went, well, you know, there, there are four police here, there are four burglars, it's pretty much evenly split. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say if they should stop doing this. And, and of um, course we have to respect the burglar's choice to break into your house. <laughs> you know, we, we believe in democracy here, in uh, the police... Uh, pause. <laughs> <laughs> When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ring, Correspondence. That's right, it's time for more fucking emails. Thank you for getting in touch. We are so very lonely. We have... <laughs> it's true. Uh, first thing is from Dan. Dan the man. Dan the man. Hi, Bud Pod. I just wanted to tell you that I can no longer watch your podcast in public. Oh, dear. Spooky. Yeah. You've been well, watching us. I don't think anyone's been able to. Um, I have quite the, let's say, psychopathic laugh. That means when Phil starts talking about octopus eggs in the Western style, <laughs> which is a very funny way of putting it, um, whilst I'm on a dead silent bus, I scare the living shit out of everyone to the extent that an old lady drops her walking stick and runs to the front of the bus and everyone else cowers down as if I'm going to go and rampage and stab them all. Or he's healed a crippled old lady. Yeah. Our podcast, his, his maniacal laugh has healed an old lady of a wobbly leg. Now we could be in the American Senate because <laughs> we've claimed to have performed a medieval miracle. Um, blah, blah, blah. Uh, now I will only listen to you whilst in an empty room in which no one can be injured or fear for their life. Keep on jacking, Dan. Is he said just keep on jacking? Keep on jacking. You oh, right. Some... So you, that doesn't have to be it. You could be jacking anything. <laughs> That's true. Jacking cars. Ah. Jack, is, that, is that funny? Like a, a, a really cool criminal who also wanks people off? Jacking cars, jacking dudes. <laughs> it's cool because he, cool he owns it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He really into it. He's no shame. Yeah. Uh, Gary gets in touch. Oh, hi, Gaz. Greetings, P Jackers. Oh. Yeah, P Christopher Penis there. That now it's at the beginning. <laughs> We're going to get emails where it's like uh, from The Shining. Just that. Just keep jacking it over and over again on a typewriter. Um, oh, no. All work and no jacking it makes Phil a. <laughs> Drained boy. boy. Drained boy. Uh, I wanted to share something I heard a while ago, which I found very funny. If I owned a sausage dog, I'd call it Berland. Imagine being stood in a park and shouting, Come, Berland. Come, Berland. <laughs> and he says, Keep th- jacking it. Keep the jacking it. Yeah. Keep the jacking it. Gary, uh, um, I have to say, that's the worst email we've ever got. <laughs> <laughs> you should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah, yeah. It was sort of um, confusing from beginning to end. I never expect a pun in real life anymore. You never expect a pun, yeah. So you should enjoy them because it'll always be a surprise. No, it's 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 like I it's like um, I don't expect to be sort of called a cunt or something. Like it's 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 like something from childhood. Oh, I see. You expect like I, better of people. I just go no. Oh, really? Is that where that was going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like worse than a shaggy dog story for disappointment sometimes. You know. Like, stories that have no ending and that's the joke. Oh. At least I find that more, like, it's still irritating, but it's more funny to me as a prank than just going, Cumberland. (laughs) Oof. (laughs) Well, sorry about that, Gaz. Right. Uh, 
Pierre's visibly furious. His face has gone red. If you could watch this podcast, you would see that Pierre's face has gone beet red. (laughs) I'm the colour of that sports broadcaster. Yeah, I don't know if you all saw this uh, sports broadcaster shared about on Twitter. I think he's for football. He's got he's the he's the colour of an aubergine. He's the he's the colour of the Royal Mail. Oh, horrible! Go to hospital. Yeah, absolutely horrible. He looks like he's about to explode. He looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger's head in Total Recall when he goes outside on Mars. Yeah, and the gravity is about to make his eyes pop. Yeah. And then it's just, imagine his head is just like that upon waking. Ghastly. Ugh. Tom gets in touch. Hi, Tom. Dear Double Peacups. Tom the Don. Tom the Don. Uh, I would like to draw your attention to this excellent publication. Uh, it's called Sealy Jacking and Lifting 2019. Oh, for God's sake. Potential Bud Pod sponsor or official annual. Okay, thank you, Tom. And so there's the image. Uh, I will put the image on my Instagram. Uh, it is called The Jacking and Lifting 2019 Promotion. <laughs> is it a gym thing? No, it's a, a, a jacking is in um, like cars and stuff, it looks like. Oh, like jacking them up, like pushing... Trolley jacks. What, what is this? Yeah. Oh, it's a magazine just for those... It's like one of those industry magazines. Just for car jacks? Uh, well, you can jack anything, right? Like heavy stuff? Well, as we found out, you can. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, we can all jack heavy stuff, don't worry about that. Blah, blah, blah. God's sake. Um, yep. Uh, Ryan gets in touch. Wagwan, peace slices. Nice. Yeah. Gonna, I always think every week they're going to run out of greetings, but... There's, our listeners are greetings rich. There is no end to their creativity. Currently right. finding your pod so hourly delicious that I'm practically on a pegan podcast diet. Lovely. Ooh, I like that pun, Gary. <laughs> I, Listen and learn. Watch and learn. Yeah. Um, I have quite an authoritarian thought for you regarding the elderly. Oh, lovely. Yes, please. All pensioners must be indoors by 5pm during the week and for the entire weekend. Aren't they already anyway? <laughs> but for the whole weekend, Phil. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Standard work hours, Friday, Monday to Friday, 9 to 5, is their time <laughs> to run errands, do the big shop, or go to the swimming baths, etc. They should not be permitted to waste both time and space in public and increase pressure on services during working people's hard-timed, hard-earned time off. They may apply for special dispensation <laughs> for significant events like birthdays, like a hall pass. Yeah, yeah. Please, can I please I'm so old. My son's turning forty, and I need to no. You stay in the weekend, um, but they must wear a sticker to let everyone know that they're to blame <laughs> <laughs> for exacerbating any slow service or traffic problems. The latter, of course, would require an extra car sticker. Um, additionally, here are some fun bread translations. Oh, yeah. So these are different words for bread in other languages. Uh, do they sound like farts? Well, let's find out. Okay. Icelandic, broad. Yes, that does sound like a fart. Swahili, mkate. 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 I definitely had a couple of kas. Yeah. Russian, chleb. <laughs> Thai. I mean, the, it's it, 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 it's five letters before there's a vowel, so let's see if I can pronounce this. Kumpang. That sounds all right. Kumpang. Portuguese, pow. Pow. Pow, literally pow. pow. Welsh, barra. <laughs> Khmer, nombong. What's that from? Khmer. Oh, Khmer. Oh, right, right. right. Nombong. Nom, nom. Nombong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Bosnian, kr. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Kr. Uh, Turkish, ekmek. <laughs> Amaric is dabo. Dabo. What's Amaric? Amer- Amaric is uh, Middle Eastern, I think, isn't it? Amaric. Dabo. 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 Lithuanian, duona. Duona. And Zulu is Isinkwa. 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 No, that one's is pretty that right? nice, actually. No, Zulu's quite a nice language, actually. 
by the, by the way. Actually. Actually. Oh, that's a nice language. Oh, that really hurt, actually. It really hurt. That's I, quite a nice language, actually. I should try and learn how to say, oh, that really hurt, actually, in Zulu. Yeah, that'd be nice. I'll message my uncle. He's he's fluent. Uh, furthermore, in Newcastle, there's such a thing as a stotty. Um, my producer and our writer, comedy writer friend, Katie Story, yeah. is from Up North. Not from Newcastle, but she knows all about stotties. Good for her. She says they're great. It's what like is- a giant bread roll. Big my, bread. Uh, yes, my grandma from Nottingham calls bread rolls cobs, and as and Phil, as a, I'm assuming that's the sign for Mandarin speaker. I'm amazed you haven't mentioned some more Mandarin signs. I've Can def- I see? Uh, yes, I, I know that that first one is the sign for the red dragon. As, on uh, as a Chinese speaker, as a Chinese speaker, I'm amazed you haven't mentioned Chiang Mai. Oh, I don't know what that is. What is it? Chiang uh, something head. Something head? Something head. Oh. I'm not exactly sure what it is. That's the red dragon symbol, isn't it? That first one. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Is it not? No. That's the only one I know from uh, the Hannibal Lecter movie. Right, right, right. Red dragon. Um, I've definitely heard a few of them slip between my crack before. Lovely. So that's something heads coming out of his bum? I don't know. Um, Phil's, Phil's uh, Chinese is, is mostly aural. Aural. Well, that, that, I think that's also traditional. No, actually, maybe it isn't traditional. Also, no, it isn't traditional Chinese. You're also Malaysian but, Chinese, which is a whole extra saucy kettle of uh, boiled fish. Well, also, learning to read Chinese, you just forget entire words. It's not like learning an alphabet and then you can just read any word, no matter if you've forgotten the word. Yeah, you each word is its it. own thing again. You can read a whole new word you've never seen before in your life, where this doesn't exist in Chinese. You just have to have learned every word. Oh, my God. That's so, bad. forgive me <laughs> if I've forgotten a couple. All right. <laughs> Huh? I'm a pilot. How am I supposed to remember all these words? <laughs> anyway, keep up the good work, and I hope my least cool cool thing happens, and you read out this email. That's good. That is a very uncool cool thing. Yeah. <laughs> Your email read out on this podcast. <laughs> oh God, uncool cool has got uh, got meta. It's eaten itself. Um, it's cool because you're talking about my correspondence, but really lame that I've emailed two people who I don't actually know at all about <laughs> why I hate pensioners. <laughs> As ever, keep on jacking. Ah! Up. But don't come on the dog. Do it up a tree. <laughs> All the best, Ryan. Do you, swarm of bees, take this man, Philip, to be your lawfully wedded husband? Good, I think. Uh, and do you, Philip, take this swarm of bees to be your lawfully wedded bees? I do. You may now kiss the bees. Ellie, who I made vomit... Oh yes, with, my with, bur- with, with my your burpees. burp noises, yeah. And she's not wrong. I feel sick. Yeah. Whenever I hear them, they're uh, they're pretty vigorous. I have to look at them, Ali. So. Did you see someone did a burp warning on that one where I did another yeah. burp? Yeah. On, on my Instagram, they commented with like a, tr- a trigger warning for burps. It's the first time I've ever agreed with a trigger warning. <laughs> and if that makes me a snowflake, so be it. Um, she gets in touch. Hi again, team. Bums under debate. Poo on demand. <laughs> Bud pot. <laughs> 
Lovely. That's what it stands for. That's very good. <laughs> Bums under debate. Poo on demand. That's one of those backronyms. Yes, it is. You, you know those fucking morons who say, you know, <laughs> golf is called golf because it stood originally for gentlemen, gentlemen only, ladies forbidden. Yeah, and you go, yeah, because that's how people name things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's one it's fucking insane story I heard about the origin of the word fuck. Yes, yes, this is a big one. This is a, f- a popular one that people used to have to get the king's permission. And to we'll, fuck. To fuck, and we'll put a sign on their door saying fornication under consent of the king. And you sort of go, right, let's, let's unpack that for a second. <laughs> Fornication under the consent of the king. So the king, doesn't it strike you as strange that you've never heard of the medieval fuck police before? <laughs> and they would, what, bang on the door when they heard moaning and go, oh, well, no, hang on, there's signs here. Don't you think that would have come up at some point? For God's sake. Also, how do you how do you explain the fact that in Germany it's fecken and like, the, like, and like folk in Afrikaans and stuff like oh, Other languages did this. What are you talking about? That's not how language works. It's posh. God, it makes me annoyed. Oh, posh. What was, what's that one? Um... Uh, port, port out starboard home. Yes, it? yes, because they're the best sides of the ship, or whatever. And yeah, that's not yeah. true either. Or everyone goes, "Oh, Chav is council house and violent," and yeah. it's not either. Yeah, it's well, yeah. I mean, this would make sense in like Australia, where literally everything is an acronym, or the Commonwealth, yeah. where people do love an acronym. But well, it, it would it would make sense if you were starting an... a language from scratch on the fucking moon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's exactly it. <laughs> English is uh, um, the result of centuries old languages yeah mixing together. endlessly they don't need to be making up new words from what had happened what the first letters of a phrase happened to yeah, be yeah I mean for fuck's sake they all conveniently have at least one uh, vowel in them yeah exactly at the yeah. right place not at the end <laughs> it's never just <laughs> <laughs> so did you claw him last night <laughs> well I didn't have permission from the king um, thank you for reading out my silly correspondence about being sick it's our pleasure I don't expect you to read this one out, but I do hope you enjoy it. Please find attached some absolutely appalling, home-drawn, kinky fan art. Okay. Only joking. My Ow. feelings towards you are pure, and my kinks I keep to myself. Oh, unless you don't want me to. <laughs> Should we get our fans to email in their kinks? That would be funny. Uh, then we'd be making uh, George's prophecy from the last episode come true. Well, George's prophecy was that this has become about my kink fetishes. Yes, that's my kinky true. fetishes. <laughs> that's true. We, we won't be famous until someone on a, a Tumblr has drawn us fucking Phil. <laughs> <laughs> I know we're going to get shipped, aren't we? Yeah, we're going to get shipped. If we do well. If we, if we earn it. Uh, do you have any plans to do live shows? Phil is very allergic to live shows. I don't like a live podcast. I have to say this now. We've got podbuds. piles of invitations for live shows. I know, I know, but I, I just say no to them. I don't like live podcasts. I, I don't like listening to them. I'm sure, I'm sure doing them live will... But you have to agree dear listener, that it is far less intimate to listen to a live show. It's like, you, I, I feel like a pervert listening in on someone else's fun. What if, what if the, whole, um, the, whole, the whole appeal of podcasts is the intimacy and privacy of having two people, or more, talk straight into your ear. Well, Ellis James and John Robbins, they're, to, they're tootling around. Yeah, I, you know? I don't like listening to the live, the live episodes. Yeah. I don't think they do many live episodes anyway. They, they, go, they go on tour together though, and the pod, yeah, podcast yeah, people I mean, are just in the audience. Pure live show. Maybe we wouldn't record it. That's that's point. To be honest, I don't trust myself to be funny in the moment on a stage. I, I tend I I can really freeze up. Well, we we yeah maybe we'll do something live but not recorded, so it's really special. Maybe I'll record my bits. You do yours live. Yeah yeah yeah. I'll just use a Phil Wang soundboard. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Made up of stuff you've said in the With past. With a really unnerving uh, animatronic version of me on stage, just like <laughs> yes. with my head just uh, keep jacking it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're in the crowd. No. <laughs> um. <laughs> 
uh, she she says, uh, in my vision for this night, this kind of live night. Oh, yeah. uh, The devoted audience of Bud fans, Bud uh, Pod Buds. uh, Your friend, the Slow Pooer, makes a guest appearance. Ooh, that'd be interesting. What if Slow Poo, that's the name now. Yep. Slow Poo. What if Slow Poo wants to preserve their anonymity? Obviously, then their guest appearance would consist of them spinning swords, etc., while wearing a costume and mask. Like the Stig. Yeah. Like the stinky version of the, sti- the stink. The stink. <laughs> the stink. <laughs> Welcome on the stink, everyone. And people throw eggs and tomatoes. Uh, uh, and we do the stupid, like, uh, Clarks and Top Gear style. Some say he can't shit properly. Some say he doesn't even know how to make his piss go faster. All we know is he's called the stink. <laughs> the stink. <laughs> <laughs> so, she says, the fact that they are, I infer, a fellow comedian on the circuit would make that objectively even funnier. Because it could be anyone. Yeah. She thinks it's a fellow comedian on the circuit. Um, so, uh, she's, she then, then there's a bit where... I don't know if I should read it out, because she guesses. She gives us a couple of guesses who she is. Oh, who, 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 stink, who the stink is. Who the stink is. Uh-huh. Who Slowpoo is. Um, and she makes some interesting guesses. Um, but you don't read them out. You don't... Uh, I don't want to prejudice anyone else's inquiries. Im- yeah, imply by omission who, who it might be. Well, that's it, yeah. I mean, they're good guesses... And it's a nice try, but... They're uh, surprising guesses. They're interesting guesses. But, um... Yeah. We shall see. Slowpoo... She said, well, she says, The mystery of Slowpoo's true identity is very intriguing. <laughs> Maybe to you. Maybe to you. <laughs> uh, keep jacking it. Sorry I mixed that up before. I almost... Uh, I almost lost it hysterically listening to Phil get annoyed about the catchphrase, knowing from Twitter that my email was coming up, and I hadn't even got it right. Warm wishes for keeping on jacking, Ellie. Very, very annoying. Very nice. Very nice indeed. Very upset to hear keep jacking it so much. Um, there, God, there's there's so many emails. Ro gets in touch. Yo Ro, yo yo Ro, and yo, a bottle yo, of Ro. fun. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, dear Phil and Pierre, but mostly Pierre, as I suspect you do most of the admin, while Phil rattles around London collecting poo anecdotes. <laughs> I don't collect poo anecdotes. They they come to me. Uh, so uh, Ro is, was a fan of my favorite podcast, The Precursor. Oh, great. Yes, yes, yes. As um, was I. She says she, she, because she doesn't have iTunes, she found the way my favorite podcast ended so ab- abruptly extremely disconcerting. Like something had happened to you. Yeah. She says, what happened to you? You seem to be getting in your stride, having cool guests and fleshing out the whole Marjorie legend. And then SoundCloud tells me there's no more tracks to sate my itch. I've been listening to Budpod whilst doing yoga, cleansing the body and soiling the mind. <laughs> That's very good. Simultaneously, to achieve a net effect of zero. That's lovely. <laughs> the main reason I'm writing, uh, uh, Pierre, is that you hinted in my favourite podcast that you were working on a mega supercut of all the best bits. Oh yeah, you were talking about that. Yeah, but and then I re- remember that I did that podcast for a year, and there's so... That would take, lots to go through, Oh yeah. my god. I'd need to be very ill in bed. That would give me the time I needed to do that. Um, I was wondering if you managed to finish that. The short answer, oh, no. Uh, I should, though. Basically, I just want every mention of Marjorie mashed into one ghoulish compilation. Christ, yeah. I want to listen to it on my headphones to offset the summer weather as I wander around town looking for work. I think it'll give my applications a kind of brooding otherworldliness. If you listen to three Marjorie stories in a row, she will visit you. She'll visit you and she'll give you uh, an old cake. An old cake? Yeah, just an old cake. <laughs> You'll take it, it looks like a cake, obviously. And you'll go, ah, oh, and then it's like you bite it, you go, it's stale. This is old. Oh, this is old. Yeah. That's her that's her vibe. And like the icing is sort of wet enough, I guess. And if if you You're not if sure you, if you bite if you've taken enough icing with a bite, like you can you kind can of distract from the staleness. And the lack of moisture. Yeah. Hard. Hard that's, to the core, that cake. Yeah. 
And you're not, yeah, and the, and the icing, doesn't, did it have like a bit of flavour put in when it was mixed in, or is it just odd? Is it just sweet? Yeah. I mean, like, just sweet. Yeah. Uh, anyway, thanks to both of you for the laughs. I've watched Phil stand up a bunch of times on YouTube. Thank you. Can't seem to find P.S. <laughs> Um, I do have a few, I have a few clips, row, but I don't have any full shows because I'm a lazy cunt, but I will be solving that. Um, and though it seems unlikely, if either of you happen to perform in the Czech Republic... Oh, no. It'll make my life immeasurably... Uh, or No, she says measurably brighter, which, to be, <laughs> to be fair, makes more sense. Cheers, she says. Uh, that is... Row. Is, is the Czech Republic considered decent Europe? Yeah. If it was... Un- if the Soviets used to run it, I'd say that's yeah. fair, dues. That's a very Eastern European uh, attitude to have. I'll be measurably happier. This will be measurably better. There'll be be a finite amount of value add to my life. (laughs) Yes, exactly. How close is Czech Republic to Sweden? Um, Not too far, actually. I think you have to go through Austria. Well, I'm now... I'm I'm doing the Lund Festival (gasps) at the end of August. In Switzerland? It's Sweden, isn't it? Oh, I thought you... you, That's why you brought up Switzerland. I said Sweden. You said Switzerland. Did I? We'll have to... We'll have to check. The Only recording. the listener will know now. Yeah, we don't listen. We'll figure it out. Anyway, you're going to be in Lund. It's far. Sweden is far from the Czech uh, Republic. It is a bit far. Yeah, but um, it's closer than the UK. So uh, <laughs> that is the closest I'm getting to the Czech Republic in the near future. So, Ro, I'm not saying that you should pack a um, car full of pals and buy some tickets to my show at the Lund Comedy Festival, but maybe. Yeah, could be good. Um, yeah, yes, um, and do some. We, have, we haven't actually reminded people of the. The correspondence details for a while now. Yes, it's at the Budpod on Twitter or thebudpod at gmail.com. And if you're listening, going, oh, they didn't do my email. That this we still have um, uh, Zara of the cool name uh, from last time, Annie, uh, uh, someone else whose name is not there, Billy, Bethany, and Frank. We're gonna get to you guys next week. Oh, shout out to the two gals I met uh, at a gig. Is is the night of. Uh... Um, I fucked a dog is that, is <laughs> on the way back from the second gig yeah uh, a couple of gals who are studying for their dissertation are saying that Bud Pod helps them get through the dissertation yeah shout out check, check the word count oh, I'm so glad we saved ourselves for our wedding night yeah yeah take this off take this off oh my god I've never done it with bees before yeah yeah, treat me like one of your flowers. Yeah, pollinate me like one of your flowers. Yeah, right there. Right there. Oh! Wow! Yeah. Oh! Ooh! 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 That really hurts, actually. Ooh. Ah! Ah! I was at an Ethiopian restaurant on Sunday. <gasps> Uh, there are a bunch of them around here. Really yeah, they're go. really good because they, they give you a huge uh, sort of pancake with all the curries on it. And you just have to go you for just, it. Yeah, just peel it off and eat it. Uh, and their and, alphabet is its own alphabet on its well, own. Yeah, I saw it. They had some on the wall. It looks fucking ancient. It must be very, very old. It, it, it looks runic. It, it looks like the alphabet you see on the wall of the temple before the alien comes and eats you in a sci-fi film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks so really sci-fi like... and ancient at the same time. It's so cool looking. It's all swirled. There's like circles in there. There's oh, some yeah. very old civilization there. I think there's like the oldest Christian churches in the world there. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Like Myrphysite Christianity or whatever. They're really like Coptic, ancient, weird Christianity where before it all got rules. And also then um, um, Ethiopia in the form of Abyssinia never colonized. 
Uh-huh. Never, never uh, the one sort of bit of Africa that always came, was stayed an independent, fully oh. independent kingdom. Yes, I think I've read that in my book called Prisoners of Geography. Ooh. Very interesting book yeah. that ends uh, just before the major events of 2016, and um, so a lot of it is not exactly relevant anymore. <laughs> okay. And but... as we all know, the EU will take over the world. Anyway, especially with Britain inside it. Anyway, bye. <laughs> and the American presidency will never be undermined. Yeah. Okay, end of the book. <laughs> okay, th- okay I... thank you. <laughs> Keep jacking it. What the fuck? <laughs> Uh, that's good. We've ended on uh, correspondence details being reiterated, a book recommendation, and a compliment to a foreign alphabet. Very professional stuff. Very nice. This has been very radio for. Yes, it has. Lovely. Uh, thank you for. Oh, and do listen in to uh, my radio show from last week, please. It's called Wang Explaining. Yes. It, it was in uh, Radio Force Pick of the Week. Was it? On Friday. And the, host, the hosts apparently said he could not agree with me on my. St- stance on the empire but he appreciated my honesty really yeah who was the host i'm not sure some penis um that's very that's good listen to phil's special on radio 4 so they have to commission a whole series from you right and then, yeah i sort of half want them to and then half don't because it was a lot of work for one episode <laughs> <laughs> a whole series worth of that work i don't know that's the, that's the amazing thing about comedy is that you sort of go god why would anyone ask me to do all this comedy Hey, you've, they've just asked you to do all the comedy. Oh, no, I've got to work. I didn't get into comedy to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I want a life where I just get the stuff and then can enjoy getting the stuff, but then not have to do this. I don't want to learn to play the guitar. I just want to have done a big concert. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, totally. totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, keep jacking it, everyone. Keep jacking it, guys. Oh, no, not even I'm playing it. All right. <laughs> Share the podcast with your friends. Recommend it to people. Uh, uh, proselytize as though it were a religion. Please. Please! Please! And get in touch at the usual places. And enjoy the rest of human civilization. Which is going to be, what, one week? Coming up next, The Archers. Bye! When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.